I'm Neil Osborne, and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult, and speak on selling in the hair, beauty, and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work. However, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, Neil Osmond from The Sales Catalyst here. In this episode, we're going to continue the journey towards building your hair and beauty sales territory through new business acquisition, resulting in opening more new accounts. So whether it be you're selling to beauty salons, skin clinics, or owners of hairdressing salons, we all need to think about sales growth through acquiring a constant number of new accounts. As I've discussed previously, to grow your sales territory through a continued and ongoing stream of new business requires skill and consistency. By the way, have you been making progress since our last podcast? Maybe you need to go back an episode or two and get back on the path and be aware that success comes from the doing or the implementation stages of our work. In the last podcast in particular, we spoke of a number of steps that you need to actively practice to improve your cold calling. If you have been practicing those, you'll be getting to this next question. How do I keep the cold calls warm? You know, you've done your research and you've identified the next few stockists in the suburb or town where you need to expand your brand's presence. You've made time to research their business and have got to understand what they are most well known for. You've conducted your exploratory call by walking in, maybe with a business card and your phone. You've managed to meet the owner and while you didn't get a straight commitment for a return appointment, you didn't get a no either. So they're neither hot nor cold. So where to from here? This is a question I get asked a lot during my team training events. You know, the questions are, when do I call back? And when I do, you know, what should I focus on? What do I take in for that next call? Generally speaking, this is where you can win or lose, especially with those larger accounts. You have basically two choices. You can play the short game, or you can go for the long game. The short game plays out when you sniff some faint interest, and as a result, you become the eager beaver. Maybe calling back the following week. You know, saying, well, I was in the area and I thought I'd, um, I thought I'd pop in. Or maybe calling back with product samples and asking them to try this or try that. Or dropping off an information pack of your company and its product's information. Maybe you've called back on a different day of the week and missed the owner. And find yourself talking to a staff member who openly admits it's the owner who makes those sorts of decisions. You wind up a bit frustrated all because you didn't leave that first call with a clear plan in mind. And in hindsight, your note-taking after the call, well, it could have been a bit better. So, you resort to phoning the salon the next week with the view of trying to line up the time to see the owner again. You call and ask for the owner by name. The receptionist becomes protective and advises you that the owner is with a client and that they will call you back when they're free. You wait all afternoon for that call, but you know, it doesn't come. So unsure what to do, you call again tomorrow, albeit a bit tentatively. 
only to be greeted by the same receptionist and offered the same answer. They're with a client. You retreat. All of a sudden, you feel that you've ended the chasing game and now are really uncertain what to do next. You drive home, quite undecided and conflicted, and maybe even feeling a bit dejected. So let's backtrack and see how we can stop playing the short game and start to shift our focus to playing the long game. And through that, see where we went wrong and how we might be able to fix it. For me, the long game is simply taking a more pragmatic approach to planning out the steps you need to work through to build trust and respect. Generally, the problems I observe are twofold. The first is the new bright shiny object syndrome. You know how it goes. You meet a salon owner that you think they're a fantastic fit for you and your brand. You feel that you got on well and you feel they showed some genuine interest in, well, in your initial conversation. You leave thinking how fantastic it's going to be when they become a client. Something switches inside you and you find yourself thinking about this client regularly during the day. What's the best way to build a plan so we can actually manage lots of these types of experiences? Well, my recommendation is to call on them like they were a client and they will become a client. The first step is to schedule them into your call planner, considering the following. Firstly, what day does the owner have off? Did you actually find that out? What day of the week will you be in that area or suburb? So then we slot them into the planner, even though we don't actually have an appointment with them. Next, think about how you're going to keep them warm until your next meeting. You've put them on the company newsletter list and monitor the opens of their emails. You could connect with them via social media to get to understand what they are posting, leaving the occasional comment about what they appear to be interested in. Careful though, don't become a stalker. Or on a more personal level, consider sending them an email, or even the old-fashioned way and send them a card. Say thanks for the meeting and looking forward to the next opportunity to meet again. Your goal here is to create some activity to have a loose connection that keeps you top of mind. My preference is to touch base in some productive way once a month. The next part of the plan is to consider how you're going to re-engage when you meet up next time, remembering that you don't have an appointment here. Your goal is to position yourself as one who adds value and not just after their business. So my question to you is, how are you going to add value? Prior to your next call, you need to make the time to spend a few minutes reviewing their website, their social media, and reacquaint yourself with their interests and directions. Then, you are going to find something that you can bring with you that talks to their area of interest. A piece that's going to be a, well, a conversation starter. It could be a business story of a successful launch or expansion. It could be some market research or a story about a futurist. Something you've read and you feel it may connect with them and share a common interest. It could be an article about a new treatment or new technology. It could be a trade-based information piece about award wages changing or something like that. Be mindful of a couple of cautionary comments. You may have noticed in this sample list there isn't any information about you, your company or your product. My belief is that they expect you to come in guns blazing as well as others do and push your story, you know, doing the big product push. Well, I want to be perceived as different. 
not for difference sake, but rather I want them to see me as someone a bit different and one who's interested in their business and helping them grow their business, regardless of whether they buy my product or not. Therefore, my preference is to bring something with me rather than just posting a link or emailing it to them. Why? Well, I want the personal touch, plus I'm connected to the delivery of that information. This will also give me purpose at my next face-to-face meet. Even if I'm greeted by the receptionist, I now have a way to demonstrate to her and the owner that I'm interested in adding value. So how do we deliver this information? Well, once the pleasantries are over, I like to introduce it with a key set of words, which are, I saw this and thought of you. Then I introduce and talk into what it was that made me think of them when I came across this piece. I've used this respectful approach many, many times, and it can be incredibly powerful, especially if it's a good piece of information or something that's relevant. If you pick your piece well and explain the key reason for selecting it, you'll find that your conversation with this prospective client will move to a different level. The other amazing thing you'll find is that in most cases, the conversation will come around to you and your company, usually initiated by the client, not you. And this is the part I find most fascinating. They start asking about you and your company. Now, when this happens, we need to be careful and not revert back to your telling mode and start over-delivering information, but rather stay in that curious space and ask some questions around the topic raised. For example, if a question comes up like, do you guys cover that in your training programs? Rather than jumping in and trying to answer it, I'd pull back and ask a few genuine questions. My favourite is, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I love it when they start asking about what I want to tell them. Hmm, wow, that's gold. That's real gold. So let's recap on today's episode. Our theme has been building your sales territory through new business acquisition, resulting in opening more new accounts. Today's focus was about keeping those cold calls warm. We discussed the differences between the short game and the long game. The short game was chasing after that new, bright, shiny object. Versus the long game. The long game is to plan out your approach, fitting them into your existing workload and geographical patterns, and by doing so, allow a lot more time to do this process over and over with a lot more prospects. I encourage you to build a library of valuable pieces that will stimulate a good, client conversation. You will find this library valuable in keeping those cold calls warm. Until next time, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get to Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.